0: Everybody. This is episode four of We Don't Talk About The Weather podcast, coming at you from the space between dreams and nightmares. <laughs> I'm here today with Hugh. Hello. And we are going to talk about the week's news. Uh, first up... Scottish Independence! You want to do Scottish Independence first, yeah? Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be, it's great. going to be so good.
1: Burn this union to the ground. <laughs> it's the only to... union I want to see burned.
0: <laughs> it's this beautiful kind of... um. Back and forth, this kind of third-dimensional chess between uh, <laughs> Theresa May and uh, Nicholas uh, Sturgeon. Nicola Sturgeon.
1: Um, it's not really like three-dimensional chess, though. Although, maybe Theresa May thinks she's playing three-dimensional chess, Yeah. but has only ever heard the words three-dimensional chess before. Nicholas Sturgeon's playing pub skills, <laughs> and then you've got the leader of the Scottish Tories, who's one of the most appalling women. I can't handle her voice. I can't handle anything Something Grendel. She's <laughs> she's on a, she's on Have I Got News for You quite a lot, and it And you could tell that she's like, oh, I'm going to be just like Boris, and I'm going to like become quite the celebrity. And then you can hear people the will rustling.
0: people will love me
1: and you love hear, me like they love Boris. And you can hear the rustling under the table where she's got her joke that she's she wrote like months ago. I was going to say a packet
0: from, a, a packet of peanuts. <laughs> she's like, wait, has <laughs> got, got a from around the
1: corner. And then she does her joke.
0: She got from the coaching horses around the corner when <laughs> <laughs> she was having her pre pre. Uh, <laughs> pre point, yeah.
1: Pre-show pint. And then she has her joke, and no-one laughs. And then Paul Martin will say something that's significantly funnier. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, beer so... Beer loud. There's, yeah, beer cans are loud. Um, yeah, so Nicola Sturgeon did a thing that, of course, she was going to do.
0: Yeah, the very day that they supposedly were going to trigger Article 50 to the actually formalise... The day before. Yeah.
1: But proving that none of the people in charge are actually have any plans hmm. that Theresa May just said no I'll do it after Easter or maybe later
0: yeah but there's no, there's no there's no content to what they're doing it's just timing yeah because that is like high house of cards politics to a lot of these people which is like the, of the time, is so shit the time you really yeah but they fucking love it just like they love the West Wing they only love it because they want to have um, like bisexual freedoms. Like we all want, want to have bisexual freedoms and with Brexit, God willing, <laughs> we will do. Um, <laughs> no, it's 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 because they're just press release machines. That they're just um, they're just interested in putting out press releases, and all you can do with a press release is time it because it never says anything, it never says what you're going to do. Oh no,
1: even their speeches to Parliament don't say what they're going to do anymore. Well, um, but I, I watched Nicola Sturgeon on the news doing her things, and we will be going to have a referendum. Yeah, we're going to have a second referendum. And she was doing it in some very fancy place. Yeah. And I was thinking while she was talking why isn't there as much of a clamour for like Welsh independence as there is oh, for, there for was Scotland? There was well, I realized what it, I realized exactly why it isn't as widespread as it is in Scotland. And Do that's you know because why Wales it's... doesn't have a ruling class? <laughs> Where, the Welsh aristocracy, they died hundreds of years ago. Whereas the Scottish they were still very much around. Well yeah. And yeah. you could tell by just the just the opulence of the room that she was in. There is not a room that fancy in no. all of Wales.
0: You're missing the key point here, which yeah. is that Welsh uh, independence will never happen because we'd have no, to call it's... it a cumsic. A what? A cumsit. What the fuck is that? Cymry. Yeah. You know, like Cymry. Yeah. Yeah. We'd have yeah. to call it if the the um, the word that you'd have to use for it is so disgusting <laughs> that no one's going to be able to pronounce it. Like the rest of the Welsh language, so disgusting that no one's ever going to try and pronounce it.
1: Oh, but some of those words they, they, they do have the best words for disgust like yachida that's a good word let's see the Scottish have a good word for disgust they just use English words even though they're mainly French or as Mohammed Al-Fayed thinks Egyptian I went on a big Wikipedia binge a couple of nights ago because of insomnia yeah. and I did not realise that Mohammed Al-Fayed is utterly convinced that all of Scotland are Egyptian really? Yep. guess what he started thinking, thinking that this was the case when he bought a castle in Scotland. <laughs> Mohammed al-Fayed, he's great.
0: Yes. He's utterly
1: insane. He's completely barking mad. I'm not... I was, I was reading a lot about him and I'm still not exactly sure how he made all of his money apart from going out with someone who was related to an arms dealer he, and then suddenly he bought House of Fraser. As I remember, he there was something to do
0: with him um, greasing the wheels between the British establishment and the Sultan of Brunei. He was like the Sultan of Brunei's representative. Oh, lovely. Uh, like... Uh, arms talks, you know. Yeah, that kind of thing.
1: Like Prince Andrew. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Scotland.
0: Yeah. I'm in favor. You know what? I'm I'm in, in favor of it. Well, because I think anything that will cause the English establishment embarrassment at this point. They seem impenetrable to be. They, they seem immune to being embarrassed. Yeah. So Scottish independence is one of those things like um voting like somebody voting for a republic. Yeah. It'd be one of the few things that would actually properly embarrass them. Yeah. Because they would be because all, of their, the all of their all of their forefathers that. were the ones who put kind of the empire and the kingdom together and they were the ones to see it splinter. Yeah.
1: It's, um, yeah, my weird thing with Scottish independence is, in general, I'm not a big fan of the notion of a nation. Yeah, sure. In a lot of ways, I'm pretty anarchist with that. I don't, mm. I, I was like, me and you were talking earlier this week, I don't really think I identify as British. I think I do probably identify with a 1970s burnout American teenager.
0: You identify as American? That's a deeply buried cultural, uh,
1: very cultural pathology. I realised why as well. Why mm. I've always felt like this deep down in my soul. Mm. I watched Days and Confused when I was too young, <laughs> and in a way, Matthew McConaughey abused me.
0: <laughs> I mean, in a in a metaphorical way and in a literal way. <laughs> That's not true.
1: But um, so I don't really <laughs> see myself as British and. Like, I'm not sure what I'd think about... Like, but I'm in favour of anyone want... If they if anyone wants to rule themselves, then, yeah, go for it. Mm. Do what you want. And especially with this particular case... Yeah. It's, it's like, I'm not... I don't really have any notion of Britishness myself, but I do have a very distinct notion of fuck you, the English. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of, like, Celtic nationalism comes from. Even if they're not yeah. wearing kilts and doing whatever you do on Burns Night or eating daffodils on St David's Day. You do hate the English. That's where your national identity comes from.
0: Yeah, but it, it comes from the fact that the English built an empire and practised on the Celtic nations first. They practised on Ireland and Scotland and Wales long before they went to kind of uh, India and a- around Africa and yeah. things like that. So, yeah, not only were you the first ones, but you were also the practice runs. Mm. That's kind of <laughs> pretty demeaning in itself. Yeah, but also...
1: It meant that, in general, the British Army was ready for when they went to um, to India, because after you subjugated a bunch of drunken Celts, going to a dry nation is much easier. <laughs> I'm not sure who you're insulting. <laughs> I'd say that the Celts were a bunch of drunks.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm in favour of it. it. It's really weird. Last week we were planning to do a... Um, uh, <laughs> We had so much fun um, laughing at the Witten of Mercia in episode two that for episode three, I think we were planning to do um, like crazy local regionalist parties. We thought we'd like take a break from the fucking doom and gloom and have some fun. Yeah. Um, and actually, looking around, not only are there not many left, which is surprising considering the political climate right now, but also the ones that were That's left, it nice. was actually like, oh, we want a kind of a, a regional parliament because we're not fucking getting anything from central yeah. government. And it's
1: like, actually, yeah. And they usually yeah, quite initially it's usually that. made up of, like, um, that the kind of woman that has a head shop in the centre of a town. Yeah, yeah. And some old army guy. Brighton people. <laughs> Brighton people. Yeah, Brighton people, you know. Um, the kind of person who has more than one dream catcher. Mm. Um And, you know, they're, they're, they're fine. Well, they're reckon... harmless.
0: I mean, they're, they're, the thing is that they're naive, and, I mean, this actually applies to Scotland as well. They're naive because... Any kind of smaller political political grouping does make it easier for oh, yeah. a kind of like predatory globalization to come and fuck you over. Yeah, like Scotland will be ravaged hmm. by that stuff if it if it doesn't go into a recession when it becomes independent, it will be ravaged. In any case, it will go into a recession because they'll have to become because they all those ruling classes look to places like Luxembourg and Singapore and places like that, small places. Hmm. Those places were largely kind of built up, built from the ground up with American money after World War II, anyway. Mm. But they look at them and they see, ooh, pliable workforce, low yeah. wages. Um, I mean, they ignore the bit about, you know, Singaporean pub- or Hong Kong public housing. Yeah. But they look at those things and they have, they have stars in their eyes. They dream the fact that they, they came along too late and they, they became the, the kind of rulers of a, an established, declining industrial economy like,
1: like England and like Britain. There isn't much that Scotland has, though, is there? Yeah, really? they've got the remnants of North Sea oil. I mean, the thing is that but you can guarantee the that Theresa May's going to be grasping onto that. And oh, if yeah. they vote to leave, then in those last couple of years, because mm. it'll be a couple of years before they finally, because we'll have to build that wall, that yeah. um, she'll just go up there and she'll literally drink the oil herself. <laughs> she'll just drink it, or she'll set it on fire, like... Um, <laughs> like I a beer, drink a beer, your a
0: milkshake. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's my Theresa May impression, folks. Get used to it. <laughs> but um, there's... Whiskey. Mm. But I don't even like Scottish whiskey. It's, it's horrible. I don't, if I wanted to
0: drink peat... Oh, well, there we go. Uh, they don't use peat um, as much in Scottish whiskey. They can do, but they don't have to. In Irish whiskey, there's loads of peat.
1: I don't like whiskey. I'm going off... Um,
0: you're going off brown spirits. You're going on to clear. Yeah, because... Like champ.
1: Uh, yeah, I was getting um, proper gut rot from the amount of bourbon I was drinking. <laughs> and... The rum was really hurting, so I'm moving on to much cleaner, more pure liquors, like tequila and pure white. Well, moving on to white liquors. No, the tequilas I'm drinking yeah. tend to be a more like... Racially pure? Yeah, no. Piss yellow. <laughs> but the tequila I've got at the moment, I really like, because the, um, the logo on the bottle is a man in sombrero, and it looks like he's stabbing a pineapple. <laughs> I think it's a thing where... I think it agave. must be an agave. Yeah, it looks like like a giant angry pineapple Mm. and I'm very much in favour of this because I haven't had a hangover since I started drinking that tequila. People didn't stop drinking the tequila, that's why you haven't got a hangover. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. I have slowed down because I've run out of margarita mix. (laughs) It's really (laughs) grim in Walthamstow at the moment. I saw the location, location, location people again and I've run out of margarita mix. (laughs) But um, there's Scotland... I would like I like anyone to be you know do what they want, but I'm not a big fan of nationalism, even if it's a kind of twee nationalism of Scottish nationalists, because Scottish nationalists didn't always used to be kind of left leaning. They did not used to be so centre left. No. No. Um, And once once they're independent, it will just you know. There's, what's the point of them being left wing then? Well, they won't be. They'll get if they if they get to join the EU, they're going to have sweet sweet austerity measures, the likes yeah. of which they could only dream of. There was like oh, there was an obnoxious person at LBC saying, "I just don't understand whether Scottish would want to leave the benevolent rule of the English." It's like, well, there you go, right there. Yeah, out. but um, it is nicer than mm. would you would you I rather, bet, I, would you rather be Scotland now or I bet Greece?
0: Significant segments. Would of, you
1: like to be Greece?
0: Well, there's no difference. Like, there's still kind of...
1: There's a big difference no, there, between the the quality of life in Greece and Scotland. Is there? There is. It's, it's. I mean,
0: yeah, there probably is some kind of difference, but there's still peripheral areas to core economies that, that rule those economies and use them as, as resource, kind of, or disregard them altogether. Mm. You know, use them as their resources to be
1: used, or they're just nothing. Yeah, on the plus side, we won't have um, as many Scottish homeless people in our train stations anymore. <laughs> I was thinking, I was looking at positive aspects to Brexit this week, trying to find anything good. Yeah. If we leave the single market, does that mean we get to have booze cruises to Calais again?
0: No, it specifically means we can't have booze cruises to anywhere. Everywhere. No, where we have to hide
1: the booze under, under the seat, like my parents used to. Because <laughs> <laughs> it it's really, doesn't really save you that much money now. And also, if you're flying back from America, you can't buy the cheap fags. If you're flying into the EU. Hmm. But now I'll be able to buy the cheap vac- cheap facts. Don't smoke anymore. <laughs> but I want cheap facts. I'm trying to look at anything positive. Anything at all. Maybe they'll stop talking about Jean-Claude Juncker as much on the news.
2: <laughs> but they
1: won't. No. But yeah, it, yeah, Scottish independence in the news. It would be nice for them to be... Independent is a more chance this time than it was last time. Yeah, last time they I think went, they started was... at
0: about twenty percent last time, and they're up to forty percent now. Yeah. starting
1: so and people bitching about having another vote. It was real close last time, yeah. and it was predicated on lies. <gasps> almost like another vote that we just had. It's
0: fucking. It's fucking incredible. Like as with most things, the response to something is way more interesting than the actual thing itself. And Theresa May's response to this Scottish independence thing is now is the last time to play politics. Yeah. Why would you be so divisive?
1: Yeah. Also, <laughs> how dare you play politics with the notion of borders and, 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 yeah. and, and, and like, so- and, like sovereignty? Yeah. But, but the- oh, She's a Fucking idiot. Because no one's. Well, no, paying, she's not an idiot. Because no, no one's. one's paying, what she's doing. No, one, no one's
0: paying attention. Yeah. No one's paying attention to that stuff. They're just seeing no. how they can spin it.
1: Yeah. Um, and then you get the same old people saying, you know, we give so much money to the Scottish, blah blah yeah. blah. And it's only because we took everything. Yeah. It's because we were the, the Highland clearances were not that long ago historically. No. no. But um, there was... That. What else happened this week? Crufts happened this week? Uh, yeah, you want to talk about Crufts, yes. I hate Crufts. Crufts is horrible. <laughs> Crufts is a bullshit eugenesis parade of nastiness. I am a vegan. I'm not a big fan of being mean to animals. Mm. Crufts is the, one of the worst of that. Like, slaughterhouses are bad. They're mm. really bad. Like, just the... As a the, vegan, I'm yeah. going to go out on a limb yeah.
0: and say, a limb, hey! <laughs> um, and say
1: slaughterhouses are bad. Yeah, but... Slaughterhouses aren't celebrated in society and on the, on the TV as much as what Crufts is, which is organised organized by f- former eugenicists who weren't allowed to breed their servants anymore because it was seen as not very nice to try and breed some kind of super servant that was human. So they started doing it with their dogs and created a bunch of monsters that can barely live. Like, you look at a purebred German Shepherd, you look at my my little German Shepherd, and she's lovely, and she is healthy. Yeah. You look at a purebred German Shepherd, and it can't really be I was, I, was, I was watching, um, I can't
0: remember what it was, some dog program, and um my girlfriend was saying, um, uh oh, yeah, you know, is that type of dog known for, for that kind of behavior? It was like a German Shepherd. It was mm-hmm. like kind of very obedient, very all that kind of thing. And it was, um, it's like, are they always like, are dogs like bred to be like that? And it's like, well, they're all bred. Like, mm. there is no such thing as different breeds in nature they just no. all fuck each other that's entirely human yeah human uh, action
1: but i just oh, i really hate it and there was, they were doing the thing um the rspca got annoyed with the way they were choking the dogs to like show off their haunches yeah um but oh god i just want to get rid of crafts there's no point in it i, I don't I, like I, the idea of purebred I, I, dogs my dad's got a purebred labrador that's like i think his name he's got a much longer name than me this dog it's like oh he's a golden retriever and he's like he's like Louis the 14th or something like that and very much like the Sun King that was the 14th wasn't yeah that it? was yeah. the 14th very much like the Sun King he's fat and eats a lot of peanut butter <laughs> but
0: I just I don't see to, the point of it I think you should to, to, I used to, to like, breed them so much I used to I used to like Crufts but um, I stopped watching when they got rid of the Mengele Award <laughs> um, it's uh, it's not what cross is about.
1: The Mengele Award for where they bre- They have two like they have two dogs that are twins, yeah. and they stab one dog, and they see if the other dog barks. And if it does, then you get the award. You plunge them into ice water, yeah, and see how long they last, and then you write that down. You use chemicals yeah. to change the color of a dog's eyes from brown to blue. <laughs> <laughs> All the while choosing the prettiest dog to work with you in the hospital. <laughs> but um, yeah. Yeah, Crufts was just, ugh. but um, then Crufts led me on to seeing the thing about how most of our vets are Spanish and they're not going to be welcome here after Brexit.
0: Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the that's
1: a weird. All one.
0: roads lead back to
1: Brexit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and most of our vets are Spanish, which means that after Brexit, veterinary costs are going to go up, which are already massive anyway. Because since there, you'll be hard pushed to find an independent vet; they're all owned by big yeah. companies, and it's. Absurdly expensive, um, which is why I treat all my animals with like homeopathic remedies. Yeah, um, and stern words. Um, but there's a lot of the Spanish vets work in abattoirs, mm. and because you need a vet there to make sure that they're not abusing them too much. Yeah, it's much. a
0: legal requirement, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and you're not going to find many British people who train to be a vet who want to make sure that a cow is killed in. The nicest way possible. There are not it's many
0: a, British people being trained to be that kind of thing, anyway. Yeah, you know yeah. they're not training to go into those kind of uh, well, fields anymore because the cost is yeah, it's prohibitive. Self-life. Well, it's, um,
1: yeah. and the, the government never does any kind of incentive. They never offer a carrot; they always offer a stick. Like with they were talking about ideas for junior doctors, hmm. where the, if junior doctors don't work in the NHS for the first five years, yeah, they'll be charged more for their um, for their training, rather than offering to like. I think a a nice, easy way of making sure there's more people training to be doctors would be if you work in the NHS for the first 10 years, no debts. Yeah. All your debts gone. Yeah. Um, And you'd get lots. You'd get loads of people. You'd have... They'd still have... have, Some of them would go off into the private sector afterwards. Mm. But then just offering them punishments if they don't do it. Yeah. It's not going to get it. Yeah. Also, they, they work in the NHS anyway. Yeah. And I'm... Like, there's a part of me that's pretty convinced that the reason they're saying it is so... They can find you in breach of working for the NHS if you go on strike, hmm. and then just find you. Could you? Could you see them? Because they hate those junior doctor strikes. Oh yeah, because in general people quite like their doctor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> They see doctors as necessary in the same way, in not in, in in a different way than they see tube like tube drivers for example, yeah. train drivers. Well, yeah, because they can Anything say like, like "Oh, that. we'll just
1: have automated trains." Oh, which, when
0: are the automated trains coming? You know that kind of which thing, can't work on our trains. No, but I mean, with doctors, it's a naturally sympathetic hmm.
1: trade. Trade. Well, it is a trade. Yeah, it's doctors. it's it's an important thing, but it's still it's still a fucking trade. They can pretend that they're um they're. You know, they're, they're like gods or something. Profession. That's the yeah. word. Pro- yeah. uh, t- t- trade. They're, like, they're like fancy woodworkers. <laughs> <laughs> fancy blacksmiths. They're butchers with pretension. They are. They are. That's all they are. <laughs> taxidermists. They all taxidermists, each and every one of them. <laughs> but um, Yeah, so that's another Brexit-y thing that's going to happen. And what's the other thing that happened this week? Oh Owen Jones.
0: Owen Jones, yeah, is a more kind of... Tell me all uh, about probably, Owen Jones, probably because I try not in, to read Twitter. ...inward, inward uh, kind of uh, echo chamber kind of thing on Twitter. I mean, he's a, all of it is an echo gu- chamber on he's Twitter. He's a fairly prominent Guardian
1: columnist. columnist but, yeah, he's, on, you know. he's on the TV quite a lot. He's the, he's the token lefty, because he's Owen, a Owen nice Jones, benchmark for Owen, how left you can be to get on TV. Owen Jones, I, you
0: never want to go in on him too much, because yeah. he's... He's u- he's he's ultimately um, well no that makes me yeah. <laughs> that makes <laughs> me want to go in more. Yeah. No. Um, he's exactly he's a perfect example of exactly how far you can go in leftism. Yeah. While still maintaining like
1: a job at the Guardian,
0: a job in the media. Yeah. Like, and he's 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 got. He's he's saying nice things, but he always has that stink of like he's that he's that kind of guy who looks like he likes to spend time he liked to spend time with his grandparents. He liked to spend time with old people. Do you know what I mean? He's got that cute well, little jumper on. I was he's you got earlier. that little shirt on. He's always kind of like uh old person casual kind of dress up, you know. But he's obviously he's done a he like his Chav's book was pretty good. Um and he's, he's, like I say, he's that benchmark of how far you can go yeah. as a socialist. Over time, he started talking less about it in kind of separate theoretical terms, which is like, well, you you live in 2017 Britain. If you're advocating anything to the left of, you know, like um, businesses should run the NHS, then yeah. you need, I think you need to carve out that separate identity. But that wasn't his identity. He was kind of that, a kind of trying to make leftism cuddly. In a, yeah. in, a, in a certain way, non-threatening. But yeah, non- non-threatening. Yeah, like he
1: probably actually. I don't know if, if this is true. That's like part of his whole image. Ed- aids to that, like he's a cuddly, nice, non-threatening. He likes he likes talking. He li- yeah,
0: he likes talking to war veterans. It's that kind of thing. <sighs> you know, it's it's. There's nothing wrong with it necessarily, but there there's is. always there's a, there's always like a slight careerist thing about him. But this week he 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 wrote an article about going to Doncaster, in which it appears he went to the train station, talked to a few people about the train station, and came away with a lot of stuff about foreigners. Um, And he got a lot of shit. I can't imagine what it's like to be like a fucking public celebrity in this age. He is. He's on TV. He's been on Question Time. Yeah, must he's, have been. On, yeah, he's, he's been on Question much. Time or something. So he's like he's a known person, and I can't imagine what it's like to come in to like wake up in the morning, scroll scroll through Twitter or or your Facebook, and just have a thousand messages just being shitty to you.
1: I would love that, but then <laughs> you have very different standards. Was I think that's, he's the same age as us, isn't he? Mm-hmm. But. He spent all he spent his teenage years hanging around with his grandparents. Yeah. Whereas we spent our teenage years on the glorious snake pit that was the old internet, where rage and hate fuels you through your teenage years. (laughs) Plus, I play a lot of Dark Souls, so I'm used to a lot of hate.
0: Yeah. You know, and basically, he he got a lot of shit for this Doncaster article. Um, uh, Probably rightly so. Um, And he quit. He he quit social media. Basically, he's saying he's taking. He pulled a, a Stephen Fry. It. He pulled a Stephen Fry. Yeah,
1: he picked up his ball and went home. Yeah, because, did he accuse them of affecting his free speech?
0: I don't know. I don't think so. It was just he's a
1: teeth ruining their free speech to shower. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How dare you take away this giant target? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's diff, it's difficult because he 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 never kind of really steps outside that, and it's like yeah, you if you're gonna take that, I don't. Maybe he does realize he's probably he's way more active in politics than me or you. Like he goes to protests regularly, and that's his job. That he yeah, does
1: it. Yeah, but we'd go to and then, we'd go to more protests if we were paid to go to the protests, <laughs> and we were paid by the we were paid proper money to do these things rather than just be kettled for free. <laughs> but like he, he seems like a
0: nice guy. He is a nice guy, but he he doesn't seem to realize the position. I don't know. I don't know what he's thinking, but he doesn't seem to realise the position he puts himself in by advocating the things he does. He doesn't realise that this isn't that this isn't a kind of we're not in a position of kind of sensible discourse argued through um, argued through writing. We're in the age of fucking shouted YouTube videos yeah. and comment
1: sections. What exactly... Shut
0: down your comment section. Don't have a Twitter by all means, but like,
1: you know, what exactly did he say though about the? good people of Doncaster did he say they're all racist did he say that it was the natural compl- the like the fair complaints of the white I, think I think
0: it's the it's the act of he did the same thing that they always do when they go to towns that aren't London mm. which is he went there and he leads he led them into things like I mean in, in fairness like his writing was fairly neutral kind of third party looking from the outside but that is kind of the problem he didn't deal with those yeah. people as individuals. He didn't ask what their job was, no. or, or certainly it wasn't apparent in the piece. Mm. He asked, like, he, he kind of got, a, he's looking for a kind of hive mind judgment. Mm. And Doncaster's famous because it was the place where the, the Labour Party kind of first came together. The two um, the two groups, I think it was the ILP and um, so- the, yeah, uh, the ILP and whatever the other Labour Representation Committee or whatever it was came together and formed what would become the Labour Party, so it had that kind of poignancy. And that's kind of another problem with Owen Jones. He is constantly looking back.
1: Did he have a problem that they weren't honouring the the birth of the Labour Party? Well, no, he
0: used it as a stick to beat the current Labour Party. For all all that that is definitely necessary, doing it by looking back and saying, God, weren't things great in the 30s, or weren't things great in the 70s, that's not a solution for 2017. Mm. It's not... Looking back to that kind of old Labour thing and trying to restore it, trying to restore a sense of that is not true because the material conditions don't look for that, which he would know if he took a more Marxist kind of position. If he took a more theoretical
1: position, he would be able to see that. The way to fix this country isn't to just have a left-wing version of hmm. Um, Yeah.
0: And I'm not saying that he is necessarily advocating that, but, you know.
1: No, I don't, I don't know like the constant looking back because it wasn't that great. None of it was that great.
0: No, it's looking back to a better time and hoping that the memory of that and the nostalgia of that will somehow resurrect the old social democratic compact. And it's like, that's not happening. And it's that kind of... Like, nostalgia is firmly in the camp of... The centre right and the right wing. Yeah, because it's not. You're not going to make people.
1: Um... What does he think the Labour Party were founded on? That they were founded on nostalgia for what? They yeah. wanted to do something new and make something better. Yeah, that's the whole oh, thing. He's such a dumbass.
0: Yeah, so he's off. He's off Twitter and Facebook now. I mean, I assume he'll, he'll Just continue to write for the Guardian. He'll come but... back on Twitter. They always do come back on Twitter. Yeah, like, um,
1: like cowards. <laughs> um, Yeah,
0: but I mean that that kind of nostalgia thing, kind of, and looking back at a better time, leads us into our main topic this week. Um, We're going to talk about immigration, guys. It's the big one.
1: And how much you hate immigration? Yeah, and And how how much much you hate? How much I
0: I used to remember when Britain was great, back in the seventies, stroke thirties, stroke eighteen fifties, stroke seventeen nineties.
2: I miss before all these
0: Irish, stroke Indians, stroke. Nigerians, stroke Polish, oh, how many? The French
1: ladies. Stroke Normans. There were French seamstresses yeah. as well. Yep, yeah, like Huguenots. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Before we start talking about immigration, the first thing that oh, the thing about immigration, I was thinking about this today. Yeah, I was trying to think of all my friends. How many of us like? How far back do you have to go before your family came from another country? And Ireland does count, even though it wasn't really independent.
0: Yeah, but they were treated as if it was. Yeah.
1: But how far back do you have to go? One generation. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't have to go that far back. It's hard with my mum's side, because, what do you call colonial overlords in Kenya? Were they migrants? (laughs) Or did they turn up and then treat all the Kenyans like they were migrants? (laughs) To these beautiful new holiday (laughs) homes. But, um most of us are the children of immigrants or the grandchildren of immigrants
0: we all have a most people now have that kind of story to tell yeah but in 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 many ways it's again it's like it's like Brexit where those thing those kind of contradictions get papered over because everything is about immigration everything every every piece of media every and then and they're talking about the most recent ones and it's always about the most yeah, the most recent yeah they, they always ones. focus on the ones hence reasons. why you can get kind of Sikh people supporting ukip yeah. You know, they they are literally from Punjab yeah. and they're talking about kind of, ah, oh, you wouldn't recognise this area anymore. Yeah. I went down the Gurdwara the other day <laughs> and there's a Polish man outside. How disgusting. Speaking on his phone.
1: <laughs> How disgusting. Well, especially, actually, with Sikhs are, are quite, they're a different example though, because a lot of them fought in the army so they felt like they earned their. Yeah. Like a lot of the former Commonwealth. Yeah. Former Empire. It's like, they've done their bit, and they deserve to move to Gravesend, like the poor Sikhs. Of all the things to do to to someone. Like, the Sikhs fight hard for us, and what do we do? We screw up their boundaries, and then say, here, come live in Gravesend. It's lovely. And they just showed them pictures of it when it was sunny. The one day it was sunny. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, um... Immigration is a really weird one because people's ideas about immigration is normally based in utter gibberish. Yeah. It's based in so much... I don't want to say fake news... But misinformation—that's the thing. It's like they don't lie; they just they they accentuate one part of a sentence and really like go quiet on another bit of a sentence. There's
0: a there's a tipping point in a lot of people's experience because obviously no one's born racist, and that's what you're talking about with immigration. You're talking about kind of the reaction to it is is racist. Mm. Um, Immigration is one of those is one of those words that it's um, it's like an it's an empty signifier. So, whereas some words have positive meanings and things that if you say the word it means that thing, immigration is one of those things where it attracts meaning to it, and yes. so it's why like people can bitch about almost fucking anything they're parking any kind of criminal incident, any kind of like service sector encounter mm. and it will get attached to this larger nebulous issue of immigration, yeah, you know it's it's it just magically attaches itself and it's it's not that hard to work out why um the current like supposed wave of immigration is is happening it's happening because of the same reason that it always happens people are escaping from war people are escaping from famine uh, economic trouble or something that isn't mentioned—they're bored with where they live, mm. so they're coming over. I don't think there's any particular problem with that. I'm more no. interested in kind of the reaction that the British, in particular, the, the 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 British who go anti-immigrant, yeah, their reaction to it, yeah, which has become way hard. It was all—it's always been there. It's always been there in the background, but it just seems to be have this new potency about it recently. Partially to do with Brexit, but partially to do with just this very... this real hardening of of attitudes among not just people who would have been kind of anti-immigrant anyway, but people who... but the kind of... the discourse shapers, the, the, the journalists and things, and they're looking yeah. for the magic... the magic bullet that explains why people are the way they are, and the only thing they ever seem to be able to come across is immigration.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, the... Um, I think the reason why the, the people who are going really anti-immigration, yeah, the thing that they all tend to be quite old, and the journalists are all older journalists. Really, the younger ah! ones, the younger ones aren't like the young racists used to be. Yeah, but the younger journalists have a kind of
0: culture where they are isolated from their peers if they're overly anti-immigrant. That mm. is, that is yeah. the case. As it should be, but. I don't think anti-immigration thing is just a thing for the old anti-immigration rhetoric is just a thing for the old it's a thing that waxes and wanes it's like um, my girlfriend's Indian and she's you know oh we've just got to wait for all those old racists to die and it's like I I don't think that that's just the case because that racism and those those things wax and wane yeah but I
1: think our current crop of young racists are such pussies they're such they're like they're not that firm in their beliefs they're not like People who'd get NF tattoos across their chest and have, like, swastikas on display. Mm. They're people like... Um, I remember an old friend of mine who then went to work in Thailand. Mm. He did a postal vote for Brexit from Thailand. Yeah. Because of the immigrants. Hilarious. <laughs> um, but his argument's paper thin, and as soon yeah. as you, like, like, say you're a fucking moron, he goes, oh, shit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the kind of racist we have now. Like the um the EDL, the ones the ones who are like the really hardcore EDL ones are always like the kind of older ones. Mm. And the younger ones are just mentally ill. Yeah. They're just mentally ill, or they're just so dumb. They're proper touched by the angels. Yeah. <laughs> they're just smooth-brained fetal alcohol <laughs> babies. Um and, I I just I think a lot of the a lot of it is it's a nice easy explanation for journalists to use yeah. because they could like why why is there no parking in, on my street is there no parking on my street because of all the all the foreigners who've come over here all the Syrian migrants or is there no parking on my street because my council is horrible and hates me yeah it's because my council's horrible and things. So. Yeah, that's the actual answer. Yeah, yeah. but it's not, it's not. We don't have. We haven't had a sudden bout of the only immigration we've had around here. And there are people around here who complain about um, about refugees. Mm. And the only immigration we've had around here are people moving to Walthamstow from Hackney. Yeah, because Hackney's too expensive. Yeah. <laughs> um, Famine, strife. You know <laughs> yeah. <all> the normal things. <laughs> yeah, it's so much harder for them to get a burger and a brioche bun now.
0: Yeah, every time I come up here, I see and I hear a new rash of German, Dutch, and South African accents.
1: Actually, no, we do it's have we do have the um, the French accent. I always hate hearing the French accent around here because it's always the same kind. It's, I've got a distinct distrust of French migrants to London because mainly they're tax avoiders. <laughs> uh, and it,
0: yeah, I mean, it, the problem is that you can confront people with the kind of facts of like, ah, oh, this person is uh, an immigrant, and. They have learned enough, they've imbibed enough from the right-wing press over the years, they say, I'm, oh, I'm not against proper asylum seekers, I'm oh, against that one economic, pisses economic migrants.
1: Pisses me off. When they talk about, like, oh, see, this person is coming, like, the proper asylum seekers who are refugees yeah. running from a war-torn zone, they come from Syria. But some of these people, they're coming from Iraq. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, Iraq's fine now. Yeah. Perfectly fine. It's all done. It's done it's all fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, yeah the, it's that kind of um, it's a softly softly approach to delegitimising the notion of a refugee mm. it's no different to holocaust deniers who say that they just want to look honestly at the numbers
2: mm.
1: Whereas really they, they're just arguing in bad faith and they're just trying to yeah, just muddy the whole debate and they'll say like oh you know how do we know that all of these people are running away from genuine strife mm. This kid we're gonna to have to send him back to um to um Zimbabwe because he says he's gay, but how do we know it's like
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah that's that's what's
0: that's I think that's definitely what's changed and it changed during um Blair's years in the immigration didn't immigra- immigration enforcement didn't just become more
1: brutal it became more bureaucratically cruel was there the same attitude towards refugees when when the Bosnia Serbia thing happened mm. we got a load of refugees in. I don't know how many, but Yeah, I but I, well I remember I don't know how many there were, but I do I remember because um, I was in I remember my A level college yeah. had a sudden influx. Yeah. Um I don't remember there being as much of a anti I can't even remember if they were Bosnians or Serbs. <laughs> I don't like what's the difference? I'm sure they they have very specific reasons why there's a big difference. <laughs> but I can't remember. They 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 look like Nico Bellic from Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> I would I would I would ask you
0: I would you know I would ring up Slobodan Milosevic to to ask him, but unfortunately he's no longer with us. <laughs>
1: unfortunately, is he dead? Yes. I'm going to say yes. Yeah. The other one isn't the one who um, Radovan Karadzic. Radovan Karadzic, who was the one who was um, who said he was mad. Well, he was
0: hiding <laughs> out as a, a New Age healer. Yeah, which is awesome. It's the most Eastern European, like <laughs> modern capitalist Eastern <laughs> European thing to do.
1: Who's the one who did the fucking amazing? Um, oh no, I'm too senile to be put on trial. And then when he got into the um, when he was in the docks, looked into the witness gallery and grinned at them. And it, I'm pretty certain it was him who drew his finger across his throat and then went back to pretending he was mad. <laughs> awesome. Of all the career paths, I think you know, genocidal psychopath. That seems like I don't think I have the stomach to go through with the genocidal psychopath bit. Yeah. But I kind of I would like to. I just like I want to do the. the, You just um, want people to fear you. I want to do the. That's. I just want to do the Charles the First (laughs) defence. I want to just stand up and say I do not recognise the authority of this court. Was it Charles the First who did that? It was. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I didn't give answers to the Hague, and I won't give answers to you.
1: Yeah, that's what I want to do. And then they'll say, but, but Mr. Rowan, you do have to pay your water bill.
0: <laughs> no, it's... it's. I don't think the anti-immigration response among people who... I mean, it's only anecdotal, but I don't think it's gone... I don't think it's increased anymore. To, that is to say, it was always pretty bad. But I think what's worse is that there's definite. Cruelty in the way that the state has kind of weaponized what they think are these common sense views. Mm. You know, like there's um, like arbitrary detention. We mentioned it last week. Yeah. Um, St. Mungo's charity, um, the homeless charity, supposedly has been giving details of rough sleepers to um, ICE, the immigration, uh, what's it, the immigration enforcement people. Yeah. Um, St. Mungo's. St. Mungo's. Mungo. Yeah. Mungo. Yep.
1: Seriously. Yep. What's he the saint of?
0: Uh, he's the saint of cool Sunday afternoons
1: <laughs> on the beach. Sorry, I just <laughs> finding it hard to like say Mungo's. <laughs> but yeah, no, they um, they found a nice, easy, and it's just dog whistle racism bullshit. It's mm. just it's a nice, easy thing where, where they think it's a nice, easy thing, but it's come, it's going to get worse. Like Theresa made it that stupid thing when she was Home Secretary. Yeah, the um, the vans. van, the van with the big like billboard on the side it, of... it was
0: immigrants go home
1: yeah it was a proper Nazi fascist yeah and it, measure what, what, didn't she send it around Tower Hamlets yeah fucking bitch
0: hmm because she knew and the thing is that's not going to persuade anybody to go home oh. it's just going to make the conditions that they live in much, much worse. So which is to... what they're doing. It's I mean actually in many ways like this whole the whole attitude they have to immigration is very fucking modern politics. Yeah. Because it's nudges. It's yeah. not actually forming like a well thought out immigration policy and yeah. enforcing it. It's little nudges It's like, mmm, we'll cut off their benefits. Mm. Mm. If they're, you know, slightly tan. Yeah. It's we'll send vans around with posters because everything's just advertising now. Which is horrific
1: in itself. So she sent it around Tower Hamlets. Did it literally drive down Cable Street? Yeah. Because it would have gone by the big mural. Yes. (laughs) Uh, For people who don't know, Cable Street was probably the... Best site of anti-fascists actually was like it was like, the, it was like a it's the most big, it's the most famous one yeah, it was yeah a big it was, um, a then. large
0: uh, march of the um, British Union of Fascists was, stopped. A, large it was
1: like a it was like it was like about two hundred members uh, most of the British Union of fascists yeah defended by their auxiliary members known as the Metropolitan Police <laughs> and they were stopped yeah by um, EastEnders the cast of EastEnders yeah um, but people who lived in the East End like um, Peggy Mitchell saying get out of my pub yeah. Um, And there was police charges on horses. Mm. But they stopped them. Yeah. They stopped Mosley and his utter Bellens. Yeah. Um, I think Cable Street... That was 30... No. It was um, 36. Yeah, so that's a bit before... A bit before the East End's greatest anti-fascist was... Doing his anti-fascist stuff, Fidel Sassoon, Vidal Sassoon. <laughs> the best, the best hairdresser.
0: Is that amazing? Like the the hairdresser who, when he came back from the war, formed
1: was it the Forty Three Group? We well, didn't form. Oh, no, um, he didn't fight in the war.
0: He was too young. No, but he, you know, he was um, he was away yeah, he, during he the joined, war. He joined the Forty Three Group, the 43 group
1: um, when he was a teenager, which was a um,
0: a group after the war that um, made up of Jews. Who, Mate, um, uh,
1: who who beat could, up fascists in the street after the war to make sure that they didn't. They didn't just beat him up, they cut him. <laughs> um, and there's like, he didn't even start talking about it until he was like super old. Like the stuff yeah. he did. Um, like talking about when he was like a trainee hairdresser in Chelsea. Yeah. And so he'd turn up and he'd have like black eyes and stuff. And the old woman would be like, oh, what happened? He's like, oh, I just fell down the stairs. It's like, no, he spent all night beating the shit out of Nazis. That's so cool. <laughs> He's the best. <laughs> His haircuts looked a bit weird, but you know, <laughs> there's no accounting for taste.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's just big, like I mean, the horror story is coming out of Yarl's um, Wood, yeah. um, the immigration detention centre in uh, Bedfordshire. Yeah, um, it's it's just uniquely cruel. It's not just a prison for immigrants; it's a detention centre designed to make it so unpleasant that they would have to go home. And you would have thought, just take them to most British towns. (laughs) Everyone's miserable fucking there anyway. (laughs) That's an an important point about immigration. It's one of those things that immigrants come to a country looking for a better life, and nobody in Britain has been bothered about trying to find a better life for at least 20 years.
1: Yeah. The argument that racists tend to make when they're bitching about immigration is... Like, oh, you don't know in that London. Yeah. And that's not really true.
0: I've Um, lived in Nottingham, Derby, Lincoln, and London now, and I have never not lived around immigrants. Yeah. In immigrant communities. Yeah. And Um, it's like you have exactly the same problem as you would have anywhere. It's only a problem if you. No, but you. The, 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 it, yeah, I'm not saying like poor communities don't yeah, yeah. have a, don't have problems. No, the problems because they're
1: poor. The problem was there before they had a Polish shop. In mm. fact, it's slightly better now because before there wasn't a local shop. Yeah, because that had shut down long ago. Yeah, and on the whole, if they get over their aversion to a beer having a name like Tisky or Zuba, <laughs> they'll realise that they're pretty great. Yeah. Like when I first moved to when I first moved into this place. Yeah. Um pretty much all we could afford to eat was um, me and you would get, we'd get drunk on something like Zuba yeah. and then go buy cheap, cheap, cheap Polish sausages. <laughs> and there was no way that we could have had that when we were, um, without the sweet Polish immigration. Yeah. But they... they, they, they but I mean, aside that, from anything, there's, no, there's I actually a bit think... in fear of seeing the, the thing that's different and they won't go in the Polish shop. My mum won't go into a Polish supermarket. Why? It's weird and different.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, fine. If there's nothing you want in there, <laughs> like that's all right yeah but she won't go in there because she just thinks she's slightly afraid of it
1: mm. which is weird which I find I find weird yeah but also how
0: many immigrants does your like your mum lives in Medway yeah how many immigrants because it's like that's a classic thing of the oh, no, most that's, the, that's the most quite, down in, anti-immigration sentiment comes yeah, from places from, that have seen the fewest migrants yeah
1: but it's it's not like um, bits of Norfolk it's like it is there is there There's is some, a lot of immigration in um in Medway and like she used to be a um, drug worker and mm. so she used to see a lot of them mm. and she used to work with prostitutes and so we'd see a lot of there's a you know she had a lot of contact with immigrants maybe she was because she had the, <laughs> the only immigrants she met were Skaggets. <laughs> her opinion of them was very much coloured by that but there's yeah. there's there's and there's quite a lot of immigration around Medway like I haven't been back properly for a while like the only time I go back is to see my mates I don't go back to see my mum yeah um like, but you go back and you wander around the streets, don't you? Not really. really? I go back and I go. Go home to the house. And that's it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that, that I think that is still that's still a point worth making. That what was it? Um, when Owen Jones was doing uh, Owen Jones, um, Owen Smith yeah. was doing his legitimate concerns thing in uh, in Wales, speaking at the foot of uh, the Nybevin statue. Phil's talking about you don't want immigrants you've already I've all my wife's a teacher and she has 50 immigrants in her class and it's like
1: well your unless she's she a teacher in Cardiff they're all English
0: <laughs> unless she has well the, the it came out that there were there had been 50 Syrian refugees <laughs> in total had gone to Wales and that kind of over overestimation like it, politics in Britain is dreadful for fucking that for the do we touch it? Do we touch it? How hard do we touch it? How far do we go? How far yeah. do we touch it? The Tories have never been that, have, never had that problem because they have the kind of white nationalism card to play. Labour should be better than that, and Jeremy Corbyn has been better than that because he refuses yeah. to condemn migrants. That's one of the things,
1: I'd, like yeah, one the things re- I like about. But he refuses to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't do anything else. Yeah, but, um, I don't get into Jeremy no. Corbyn, because it just make me sad again. But um, <laughs> no, the it's people are told on the radio and they're told on the TV that well, actually, I don't actually don't know much about TV because I don't really watch the news on TV. I find it depresses me. There's always me an a- there's
0: always an aesthetic, so papers can afford to be um, for some reason papers can are able to be more are able to lie more are able to paint a kind of more. Um, a more diabolical picture. I like they always pic- have for some I like those reason. pictures
1: of the, um, the Syrians when they were said, like, look, they're 30. And it was yeah. like, no, that's a translator. Yeah.
0: I think that's the most fucking dangerous thing about that. Yeah. Like, the weaponization of those kind of images. Yeah. Because the images are always either poor people coming, poor, like, non-white people coming across. And you weaponize those images. So every child, like, people when they cross the border, women become pregnant with seven children. Uh, Men grow massive, sketchy beards in different uh, different colours. If they've got mobile phones, that a mobile phone is immediately a gun (laughs) or a bomb trigger. And children, the most dangerous of all, Hmm. are children. Which, when you step outside that and just think on a human level, that's a very fucking dangerous... Path to be travelling down, especially right now. Do you think? I mean, do you think that like Tories and Labour actually know what they're doing? I, t- I include the Tories in this because they they've always been blasé about that, about ramping up anti-immigration sentiment. But do you actually think they realise what they're tipping us over into?
1: No, they don't. They do you don't. think
0: they realise and don't
1: care, or I think actually I think it's a mixture. I think the I think there's an awful lot of them that really couldn't give less of a shit that because it's ability. just a
0: game to be won and they're going to use that tactic to win whatever
1: yeah and Eddie's suffering is just a thing that happens it's like um, what's his name um, Ian Duncan Smith is part of a weird sect of Christianity that sees purity for poverty that's Catholicism mate yeah. no it's Catholicism he's not Catholic have you seen <laughs> He's look at that man he wears a lot of grey that's the suit of a Protestant um <laughs> No, he's like, and so there's that kind of Tory that genuinely like goes, yeah, mm. yeah. Because punishment,
0: I mean, punishment
1: and pain in itself is a... Yeah, um, but then you have the ones who are just, I wouldn't say idiots, but they're staggeringly naive. Mm. Like, I am um, i don't know if he has, but Chuck Ramona is the kind of person that mm. would ramp up that anti-immigration bullshit but Chakramuna I'm pretty well he'd fall into it he'd fall into it to say well this is
0: this is what the electorate want I know because I read every paper every single day and
1: five 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 out of
0: the six main papers all say that everybody cares just about immigration he doesn't read the paper though
1: it's like it's not five out of every seven papers. It's well, the first half an hour of my Zeitgeist tape this morning <laughs> told me this. The yeah. highlights that the civil servant handed me said this because that man doesn't read just anything. big
0: words, legitimate concerns. Yeah, just that's over the, and over. Again. That's actually that's a really that's the modern way of um, of of them putting that. It used to be. Um, Kind of uh, people are worried. people are losing their communities. It's like well, it's like it's because you close.
1: It's because you close down every fucking employer. Yeah. But yeah, so that, that was the thing that held the community together. The a community isn't just a housing estate. Mm. I grew up on a housing estate where everyone was well, either they didn't work or they worked in very different places. Yeah. It was not a unified housing no. estate. It was a. It wasn't a community. It was a horrible place, a vile place. Like um, the last time the the place I grew up with was in the news. Was when it was, I think he was a seven-year-old, was going around setting fire to cars in the middle of the night, <laughs> and he set fire to my mum's car Yeah. because I got a phone call go, with her going, "I was in the paper," <laughs> um, because not, she, that, not that she lost her car, that she was in the paper. Yeah, um, she got woken up in the night to the sound of her car exploding. <laughs> um, but that's the, the, the this isn't this that wasn't the fault of immigration. He wasn't a foreign kid. <laughs> he was a dirtbag. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty certain and lower a lot. And the thing is those kind of people there was a lot of how I say that affectionately, we're all dirtbags, <laughs> like come on. How many um like the kind of especially where we came from, like the kind of racists that we grew up with hmm. How many Combat of them 18. Just, I remember seeing Combat 18 people around. I was friends with kids whose dads were in Combat 18. I remember seeing um, Combat 18 stuff around here when I first moved here. And I remember um, one of the pubs that's one of the nicest pubs in Walthamstow now used to have um, BNP and National Front stuff all scrawled in the toilets. For those
0: who don't know, by the way, uh, Combat 18 um, was the very, very militant wing of... Although it probably wasn't technically involved with the BNP. It was a splinter group that... Proposed direct action against uh, a Nazi group that proposed direct action.
1: Yeah, they, so
0: violent fucking racists. Yeah, bad, they,
1: bad people. Very very bad people. The they, worst people. Yeah, yeah. But they already beat up grown ups. They beat up teenagers and mm. then they set fire to um, houses in the dead of night. Mm. That kind of cowardice But um, yeah, she was the same. Yeah, but I'm um, like back home with the racists that we grew up with. Yeah, how many of them do you reckon would? Call that say that they were Anglo Saxon would say that they were, you know, English through and through, and they weren't. Yeah, they were, they had soft consonants in their names, so they were (laughs) French or Belgian. (laughs) But um, but they're not, no one one in this country really is, you can't trace it back that far. And if you can, then oh god, it's just, it's doesn't make it so like it's not inherently. Yours for you to be in charge of forever and ever, and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Places change. People move in and make it nice. If people don't move in and try and live in a community, mm. then it's gonna die, mm. and it will just become a, like um, like ghost towns in America where you know people just give up.
0: But I mean, it's a it, it is a reaction to to a certain extent to their own powerlessness. They've lost they've lost con- like a whole class of people in this country from probably middle down to working class have lost a lot of political and economic power as factories closed and deindustrialization happened.
1: And who are you going to who are you going to attack? Are you going to attack the people who shut down your factory? Yeah. The people who um, made it impossible for your kids to get a good education, yeah. or are you going to attack the people that the paper that you read just for the football stuff is yeah. also telling you it's these people's fault? It's, it's telling you
0: that certain things are facts, like this: ah, um, uh, this illegal immigrant managed to come to this country and get fifty thousand pounds in benefits, and it's like, no, no, he didn't. That's not that's not true. That no. he didn't. No, like he just straight didn't. But by then, it's already passed, and the kind of things filtered into your brain that yeah. everyone else is getting something on the news. Not.
1: Retractions in the papers. Retractions are always a fraction of the size of mm. the big, blaring lie on the front page. Yeah, and then like most people don't read. If they even if they bother to read the paper, they don't read much further than the first couple of pages. Yeah. Most of the time, it's just, you know you see the paper in the rack of papers as you're going into the shop to buy yourself side drink. Yeah. um I don't know how it is on how they do it on the TV, but on the radio, they're proper full on liars. Yeah. And they, like, LBC's a good one because they always come back to, well, we don't have to be impartial because we're not the BBC. Hmm. And then Nigel Farage will carry on with his whole long show. (laughs) Oh, I fucking hate that man. Um, Like, I remember in an earlier episode, I said that I probably could handle a drink with him. But no, no, I've been woken up to listening to him or I've just walked into the bedroom he's been on in the evening it's like, oh fuck off. no <laughs> oh, fuck off. Yeah. It's it's figures. it's the thing of the legitimate concerns. And it's been the legitimate concerns of working class people in this country are yeah. they want to be able to see their doctor, they want their kids to get a good education and they'd like a job. Yeah. And what's happened with those One that paid, that yeah. actually paid yeah. for the life that
0: they maybe once had.
1: Yeah, or their grandparents had. Or
0: their, grand- or their parents had, yeah.
1: Um, but they want those... Those are like the things that people want. But the thing is, the barrier to that is capitalism. <laughs> but what they're yeah. told every single day of their lives mm-hmm. is the barrier to that is Mohammed from Syria. Yeah. At the moment it's Mohammed from Syria. Yeah. And he's stopping that. Yeah. He's such a dick. <laughs> and it's, oh, it's so annoying. But I don't understand is. how you can do it, apart from like, I don't know, burn every single printing press
0: Well, I mean, no, I mean like it's always it's it's been a left wing concern for years, um, in anti fascist action and kind of supporting uh migrant uh action groups and things hmm. like that. And it's definitely come out to the fore recently. I mean there's been um migrant cleaners going on strike at um, universities around London and other places, and they've won. Yeah. They've won, which is the, the fucking great thing about um, migrant groups because they have more to lose, because they have, that, They're willing to. they have that hope. They're actually willing to fight and win because if they don't win,
1: everything's fucked. But then when they win, does it get talked about? Right? Yeah. It doesn't get talked yeah. about because no victory of like union action is ever talked about, really. Yeah. Or if it's talked about, it's talked about in the way of, hmm, tube drivers earn too much money. Yeah. But I mean, you know, they're... They're subject to surveillance.
0: They're subject to mm. arbitrary detention. And I mean, I don't think we need to really go into kind of specifics about well, this person's an asylum seeker, this person's a refugee, this person's an economic no. migrant because they're all lumped together. Yeah. And I think like probably approaching it as a, a lump is as the response is always approached to as a lump, and as soon as we're responding to the response, well, yeah, the it's kind I, of think, like I think there is so of
1: They don't. They don't make that. Thing, I don't think there is that so much of a difference because in my mind, because I think. They're all welcome. Well, the, wi- the only the only kind of migrant that I don't like is the kind of economic migrant that's here because they don't want to pay their taxes. Yeah. I don't like that. I find that really... Well, and even then, I don't think I'd stop them. I just find it really crass. Well, of
0: course, that leads into the other point, which is, of course, the the state's response to um, economic migrants is to put a cash value
1: yeah. on them. To monetize them. Because, that's, well, to be fair, that's the only way it's, most of them can understand anything anymore. Yeah. Because none oh, no, of them have ever because had... their
0: brains are addled all around exactly how much you're worth. Yeah. And that kind of thing ends up... That's the kind of immigration they're alright with. Mm. Is they're alright with... I mean, there's that uh, with the spouses. If you want to bring your spouse over here... Oh, um, yeah, they, yeah. She has to be... Uh, or they, sorry. I have to be earning uh, more than 18600 a year. And it's like there's been people who've been living here for 20 years. Mm. And they go away...
1: Well, by that logic, and they're not
0: allowed back in the country. There was a woman well, from no, by Singapore.
1: That, by that logic, you should have been you should have been deported yes. years ago. Yes, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. You should have been like you were um, when like you spent a long time not earning that much money. No, exactly. <laughs> to, 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 by that logic, you know you're not. Well, I mean that that, that re- I mean that's incorrect. <laughs> I'm a British citizen no but you know what I mean <laughs> But by, by that logic of when you just start to define and it's a dangerous thing to start going of defining well, who is that's worthy that's exactly what and I was leading and into and the thing is yeah, yeah. and that's what, it, that's what it, yeah. if, if it's allowed to happen with regards to migrants then yeah. it'll be I'd say within a couple of years that, that it will start to be levelled at people who are already here and they'll start calling them things like little burdens well, yeah. and, they'll, and they'll start getting really angry about them and they'll start talking about yeah. yeah well look
0: I mean you look at the things that immigrants are subject to uh, like I say, arbitrary detention, surveillance, arrest—all the kind of um, police actions that you would normally associate, like, like that. A few years ago, Britain would have, you know, refused to trade with people who did those kind of things. That's bullshit. We've always traded yeah, with people right. who do those things. Certain ones. yeah, but they were our friends. We wouldn't have boasted about <laughs> it. <laughs> um, all those things are always—they're the ne- it's the next step, and it's like. They want to charge um, foreign uh, foreign visitors to see a doctor, the NHS. They want to do that to us. They want to do that to everybody. For the- all the positive side of migrants, migrants are fighting right now for most people's working rights. They're fighting yeah. the hardest because they have to. Yeah. It's not quite a universal struggle yet, but they're fighting for the same thing as you want. But... The negative things that they're subject to are also things that the state would like to put onto you. Yeah, charging you to see a doctor, arbitrary detention, and um, yeah.
1: Well, the um, I saw there was a I can't remember if it was on BBC documentary or that had it was all about um, healthcare tourism. Yeah, and it had all the people who like and it's there is something a bit galling because like there's a like. When I've been abroad, there's a number of countries where you have to have health insurance to get in. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of them were like, I didn't have health insurance. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but, and that can, it can be a bit annoying, but it's such a tiny amount of money. Hmm. And even then it's most of that money is gotten back because the main bloke they followed is a bloke who has to go around asking them for money. Yeah. which was grim, <laughs> and that's a super grim job. Yeah. And no one in the NHS wants to do that because you don't work in the NHS because you, because <laughs> you want to squeeze every pound out of people that are in there. But it doesn't cost as much money, that much money, to make a big stink about it. Mm. But um, the f- there is a thing with immigration actually that I f- was thinking about um, this week. Me and my wife and my daughter, we worked. Well, she worked in Australia. Yeah, and we went to live in Australia for seven and a half months. Yeah, and that was a big part of my radicalization. <laughs> but um, one of the main things about that was the way that the Australians would talk to us, hmm. and that was they like you know they liked us, but it was very much that we were the good ones, we were the right kind of ones, and that We were the white kind what, of ones exactly. Yeah. And, we know what Australia is like with its immigration stuff. It's yeah, fucking revolt. They
0: have a literal prison island. Yeah, where there was a petition. Um, uh, I can't remember. It was a couple of years. A prison ago. island
1: called Christmas
0: Island. Yeah, there was a petition um, a couple of years ago. Three hundred people on this island signed it, and it wasn't to either let them go or let them come to Australia. It was to let them die. Fuck. Put them on a boat and let them die. Well, they
1: what? I remember when I was there. They um, there were there was a couple of times with boats that were coming from East Asia that they literally let sink. Yeah. Um, because otherwise they'd have to let them on. Because as their, soon as they over walk. their full island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I'll show you it's full. Um, yeah, but no, it's so, like, so I've experienced being a migrant. Even though it was temporary, but the treatment was really nice. But part of the f- reason that it made me so angry was, I can. S- it's so. Fucking it's ra- it's racially conditioned. Yeah. You felt that kind of that. I mean,
0: it's white privilege. Yeah. It's the privilege of of uh, it's, migrating it's to somebody white, where
1: white English yeah. American privilege.
0: Yeah. It's but, oh, it's man. yeah, it's it's so weird. I was thinking about this the other day that. In the 70, in the 60s and 70s, we're talking about... There's a lot of talk about wars now. Securing borders, which is wars across the Channel, wars across the Mexican-US border, and all that kind of thing. And it's like, when the Berlin Wall was up, the West was so happy to have as many East German, Russian, and uh, Eastern Bloc migrants...
1: Each one was a tick in the windfall. As it could,
0: them. yeah. Because it, it made them feel good about themselves. Because mm. it's that immigration thing. is never about... The forces that are uh, 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 forcing people to leave where they are and move to somewhere else, because they're always largely the same from a group of of, of factors, hmm. and it's just in, it's it's just incredible to me that the kind of historical hypocrisy and, and like short sightedness that says that that was the big win. That was, I mean, we have in the West a massive advertising culture of making everything look as good as possible look how much stuff we have look how many things look at our pop culture our pop culture brings people over because they love music and they love the culture and all of these factors are things that bring people to the west the economic wealth of the west brings people to it and it's it's kind of a must be a very cruel and confusing kind of situation when you get here and you're not just treated brutally you're treated like cruelly like kafka couldn't yeah could, would have been would have recognized the fucking immigration system
1: even if you've come over, come over here completely legally and yeah. everything is all on the up and up and everything you've been told all the way all along your journey that you're going you you know you're in and it's all good mm. as soon as you turn up there's a look of suspicion yeah. and oh it's just and the, wor- and the worst, and the
0: worst thing, and the the worst thing is that, apparently during the um, during the uh, the Muslim ban, the first Muslim ban that Trump put in, um, there was chaos on the ground because it was a very vaguely worded sentiment from the state to tell immigration officers how to deal with um, people from Yemen, Iraq, Iran, Syria, places like that, and because it was so weirdly worded, because it was so vaguely worded it was mostly left up to immigration officers on the ground and the worst thing their first reaction is to act as cruelly as possible yeah it's it's almost like that kind of state action that kind of attitude ends up permeating people and it's what it's what causes people to act on their own in in those kind of ways you don't need a you don't need a law you don't need a a, a kind of directive to do it you just need that that attitude that's been bred into you mm.
1: you know it's like a lot of these people in these kind of jobs though they're, um, anyone who's been given a bit of, a tiny bit of authority mm. their ultimate dream is to be able to use it mm. like the kind of person who goes into border control generalised massively here were too stupid to be policemen <laughs> yeah and so the very the notion that they're, they're given like free reign to do whatever they want and it's like um, the Zimbardo, I think it was Zimbardo, um, or Lombardo, know, prison experiment. The prison yeah. experiment, the Stanford prison experiment, where you know you'd split the people up between prison guards and prisoners mm. and they had to shut it down because very quickly the prison guards were just like abusing everybody. Yeah. Because if you give people a bit of authority and tell them to, you know, enact said authority, they're gonna be as harsh as they can be. Yeah, it's probably why I lean more towards the anarchist wing of socialism. (laughs) Yeah, because of an innate distrust of people.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, but yeah, it is a bit disgusting, and the it's just giving people who want to, uh, who just want to show off, free reign, Mm. which is what's happening with the, um, with ice. You see it happening now with, um, you see it with the private prisons that we have mm. though they're just so... you
0: excited. see the conditions in kind of yeah like the the immigration centers whenever they're open to the public they're the okay. worst kind of places you see the immigration vans the immigration adverts and it's like imagine thinking that the Nazis lost the Nazis lost the war
1: yeah
0: imagine that you well, know it's it is it it's, it's developing that and i think it's developed so far that people haven't people haven't noticed how how cl- how how closely monitored those things have become? Like immigrants can be, despite all the stuff, the recent like kind of revelations about um, uh, wiretapping, phone hacking, turning your Samsung TV into a receiver rather than all a the, bomb, which is rather than actually yes. was <laughs> <laughs> um, all that kind of stuff. That happened in 2013. Mm. The police have been allowed since 2013 What's... to legally monitor uh, refugees' communications. Now that affects all their relationships with their lawyers, it reflects everything about their their status because when they come in they're immediately criminals. They're
1: criminalized. Yeah. It's because you know the the Nazis did lose. Yeah. Nazism that kind of fascism didn't. Like you look at you look at straight after the war mm. who who was idolized in this country? Mm. Winston fucking Churchill. Mm. And that man was a fascist. Yeah. He really was. His only reason for not liking the Nazis was... Pff, because I'm he guessing. already had an empire. Yeah.
0: yeah, That's it. Yeah, <laughs> He already had the empire that the Nazis wanted to build.
1: And the Nazis one had a wrong accent.
0: Yeah. It's been a long-standing thing in, in, in British society of forgiving that kind of action of... of mm. it's, not, it's not as simplistic as to say being cruel to foreigners, but there's a definite kind of impulse... In it, And as things have kind of gotten worse for most working people... ...over the last 20 years or so... ...that kind of tendency has always been in the background... ...and I think now in the last... ...probably the last seven years... ...probably since the Tories came in... ...has just been, like I say, weaponized and ramped up... ...and we're now in a
1: position where it's... it's ...they can get away with anything... Well it's because we're in that position... When the, it comes to, Tories, to immigrants... When says. the Tories are left to their own devices when asked for a reason why you have to queue up for your doctor yeah, they're not going to say because we need to fund the NHS more they're going to say it's because there's too many foreigners hmm. and then the Labour Party in its amazing wisdom isn't going to say you're a bunch of Nazis they're going to go oh shit maybe we need to copy them a bit yeah
0: because they'll listen to people when they say legitimate concerns. They'll listen to people if they're being racist. They won't listen to them when they say they want higher wages. Oh, God, yeah. They never listen. They never listen. That kind of stuff never happens. And people have just switched off from it entirely. It's, oh, it's... But they'll listen to them.
1: They'll listen to their racism. It's one of my favourites. Like, um, and I do. I miss him all the time. Bob Crow. Yeah. When... Paisan. When questioned about... The um, the amount of holiday leave and sick leave and the pay of um, tube drivers yeah. and workers on the tube. And when it's like, so what do you think about that? What do you call that? And his response was, progress.
2: <laughs>
1: Beautiful. And that's what it is. And that's what it should be. And that's what people should be fighting for. They shouldn't be getting so easily distracted by... If you just look into it just slightly... yeah. I think there's a there's definitely you see the lack of there's, a, in there's a
0: slight psychological thing with the British especially. It might be anecdotal, or might be wrong, but
1: We like our foreigners in the We've given
0: we've as a as a country the talk about the discourse, you talk about people who get interviewed in kind of grim northern towns whenever somebody from London goes up to interview them. There's this kind of there's this hunch. This, this kind of, this, this, uh, this, they're, they're, they're beaten down. They're, they're powerless because hmm. they don't have that feeling. They don't feel like things are going to get any better. And what better example of a group of people who think that something's going to get better is somebody who's come from a war zone to set up a corner shop or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's embarrassing. Hmm. Like um, the, the old thing was. Um, oh, you know, uh, if one immigrant comes into an area, they'll all come, they'll all come with their families, their large, interconnected, loving families, with all their cousins around the corner. And it's like, that's exactly the world the Tories bemoan doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, That's exactly what everybody says they want, but don't believe that they can achieve. And being presented with an ideal, I'm not going to say like immigrants' lives are any better or worse, in a particular economy or a particular country than anybody else's. Mm. But the way that they're portrayed, the kind of things that they're attacked with, their music's too loud. They uh, they just you know, they just talk on the phone really loudly in their language while we're hunched over a metro on
1: the tube. And it's an you important know? thing to note that upstairs from my flat and on either side there mm. are immigrants <laughs> and my flat is constantly the one with the loudest music.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you know, it's not to glamour. That's not to like um, a fetishize kind of other cultures as like ah, oh, they're so they love life so much more than we do. It's not. It's not a cultural thing.
1: To be fair, I think such, every culture loves life more than anyone who's born and bred in Darwin. They're just
0: immigrants are kind of walking, breathing, existing examples of hope of hope, and that's the one thing the British seem not to be able to grasp or understand. They yeah. don't like it, they don't like seeing it,
1: and they don't like hearing it. You know? Well, let's, let's try to end on a more, on a, on like a slightly comedic note. Yeah. With Empire Chat. Empire Chat. So, this is a send new a segment, th- apparently. <laughs> <It's a laughs> new you th- sent me a thing, um, Dan Hannon, <laughs> Dan Hannon, one of the best Tory yeah. MEPs who gets to go on Fox News to bitch about how much he hates Britain for some like it's so weird when someone like that just well they hate they, they're, they're, he's the he's the he's the
0: kind of he's he's like Michael Gove he's the one that they all say oh he's so smart oh he's the smartest conservative intellectual and it's like no he's not he's a fucking bigot with a loud with a loudspeaker
1: yeah you look at his shoes he's exactly
0: the same you look at his
1: shoes yeah. there's Velcro there I yeah. swear to god but um, what's the tweet? That's it. Happy Commonwealth Day. Is it Commonwealth Day today?
0: It's Commonwealth Day, I believe, today. Oh, and uh, what might not come, again, that was a message, but it was a tweet with all the Commonwealth flag emojis.
1: Fantastic. After it. So, happy Commonwealth Day to the two and a half billion people bound together by a dream of liberty. The dream of liberty? <laughs> the
0: dream of liberty was from the English.
1: Yes. That's what he's like, oh, all these people, they were just brought together by the unified dis- just disgust with I've their overall the point Dan Adam. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, fuck.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's an important left wing talking point talking point and action praxis to defend immigrants.
1: Yes. If you're is. a left
0: winger and you're thinking about, you know, um, going on the legitimate concerns train, don't. No because bullshit. their victories are our victories. Yeah. Every every time they get a little bit of extra breathing room. The poorest people in this country get a little bit of extra breathing room because there's one working class. The best
1: thing there's one working class, and they are part of it. The best thing for London taxi drivers hmm. would be for Uber workers to join the RMT. Hmm. And for example, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than just be shouted at by yeah. angry taxi drivers.
0: And on on the flip side, when they lose. And whatever kind of, whenever Britain is deemed to be immigrant free or the immigration problem is over or whatever kind of arbitrary end point to this fucking shit show people decide to set, remember that they're coming for you next. The things that they want to do to immigrants, they're floating for you. Like the Scottish, like the, oh, that's a neat little segue to the beginning, yeah. like the Celtic nations, the things that they're doing to them are the things that they want to do to you, hmm. which is you base your legal status on wealth, they want to charge you for healthcare, and they want to surveil
1: you 24-7. It's just that now the Welsh are the Syrians. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I tried to cheer us up by laughing at Dan Hannan. No, no, no.
0: That was a. I think that was a posit. That was a positive ending. That was their yeah. victories or our victories. You know. Yeah. I think that's a positive ending. What do you think? <laughs> Let's know. Um,
1: okay. Let's know. Someone, someone write a review. I want to read out reviews. But yeah. I don't get any reviews. We don't get any reviews. I saw that we've got a couple of a couple of downloads from Japan. Wow. Yeah.
0: The Red Dragon rises. Oh no, wait, that's China. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so that's a show um, subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on twitter at WDTATW underscore podcast um, let's know what you think. It's episode four in the bag
1: yeah yeah about next week guys yeah see you later
2: got the blues, I've got the alcoholic blues, no more fear, my heart to goodbye whiskey, you used to make me frisky, so long highball, so long gin, oh tell me when you're coming back again, blue, I've got the blues, since the amputated at my I've got the alcoholic blues, no more beer, my heart here. Goodbye, whiskey, you used to make me frisky. So long, highball, so long, gin. Oh, tell me when you're coming back, old gin. Blue. I've got the blues.